clear and welcome everybody we have another week of football which means another week of dr ppr i'm your host henry markin again that's dr ppr not dr pepper and not dr pp that'd be a very different show uh thank you for uh listening to me again i know i've, I've been all over the map um we've sort of gone off the, the three shows a week thing i apologize and the past couple weeks have been really busy i i had uh we, we had a delivery uh octuplets yeah eight kids one delivery um you and you can bet who was the fucking maestro there me uh we got them all out all eight i was eight for eight which uh is you know it's a good shooting night in any sport um so you're welcome jennifer she did great um no, I've been just super busy. Dr. PPR has been really busy. Uh, but, and we're going to, we're going to get back to it. I'm going to get back to the schedule, back to the cadence. Um, so I'll cut right to it. it. I was also really bummed about the 49ers. Yeah, that was, that was awful. I was so excited about that game that they, they had no business losing that game. Uh, full disclosure, bias aside, um, well, I guess it's gone out the window. I'm super biased, but that was, that was awful to watch. And, um, Dr. PPR was sad for a lot of different reasons. Uh, just watching Purdy go up in flames a couple different times, you know, at the beginning of my despair, when that was happening, I was questioning the the very existence of Brock Purdy as a starter and I was you know saying some pretty yeah in the moment the things I was saying was like he shouldn't be here fuck this team you know all awful things which right it's not representative of who I am as a fan of course I think this is Brock Purdy's team I think this team is fine that played Minnesota who needed to win it had to win and we got just super unlucky down the stretch. We were in our own way, right? I mean, we're doing all the right things, and then we would do something dumb. Um, you hate that as a doctor. You hate to see you be in your own way. Then I looked more, uh, I guess, in-depthly. I, I checked out the actual tape of the game itself. Brock Purdy was playing with a concussion because some idiot decided that just because Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles – have perfected the tush push, the brotherly shove, if you will, that any team can do that, including the San Francisco 49ers featuring our little itty-bitty quarterback. Jalen Hurts squats 600 pounds, and he's going behind a Hall of Fame center in Jason Kelsey and an unbelievable line with help on his right and left cheek. It's not the same. Brock Purdy's not built for that. Brock Purdy should be doing the fake brotherly shove and a little brotherly love, brotherly loss to the whole city of Philadelphia. Roll to his right, throw to Brandon Ayuk down the sideline, 10, 20, that's in for the touchdown. You know, that should be the fourth and one, the, the Shanahan trickery, not the fucking dive at somebody's thigh, breaks his neck. The guy was concussed. So that's the big news of the day. Uh, today is Wednesday. I'm recording late at night. Uh, it's Wednesday, October 25th. You'll probably hear this Thursday or Friday or never, whenever you choose to listen to it. The big news of the day, Shefty broke it out. Adam Schefter, another doctor in this field, of course, he's not an actual doctor like me. He said that uh, Shanahan revealed that Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. 
And um, it's unfortunate to hear that kind of late in the week. Uh, maybe he's been in protocol early, as early as where they returned from Minnesota. But whatever it may be, he is likely not going to play, which means it's Sam Darnold time. Mm. Guys, um, as a doctor, if you get a concussion or even a semi-concussion, you're not playing the next game. It's Sam Darnold. He is he is happening. It is happening. And this is a really interesting turn of events because I think this couldn't have happened in a more perfect time. I, I Seriously, I think this is the perfect opportunity. If you're ever going to get hurt, God willing, you're going to get hurt. You're going I really hope no one gets hurt. But if that were to happen, this is the perfect time. Right as we're all questioning everyone's ability, everyone's decision-making process, everyone's uh, legitimacy, this is the perfect time. Brock Purdy two weeks ago was MB Purdy. He was the MVP. He was. And people are calling him Joe Montana. Big cock Brock was no longer. He's just Brock Montana, right? That may have gone out the window as of late. They lost an unfortunate game to the Browns. I'm not, this is not a 49ers podcast either, by the way. I just, I'm, I'm making a point about injuries and, and who to start this week. Um, this game is huge for Sam Darnold. Because uh, after this game, there is uh, there there's a lot of uncertainty, you know. We we really don't know what uh, what what will happen in the weeks to come following this Bengals game because there is a bye. The Niners play the Bengals, and then there's a bye. So there's a week that everyone wants everyone's get they get to get be healthy, they get to tighten up, they get to hunker down, whatever they're going to do, they got to buy. If Sam Darnold knows anything about opportunity. It's this. He's got one shot. He's going to play his heart out. If He's going to put his life on the line. Because that leaves a whole week of what are we going to do after the Bengals. If Sam Darnold goes in, shits all over himself, then it's going to be a really, really assuring week knowing that Brock Purdy is the guy after, and we're going to make it work with Brock Purdy for the rest of the year. If Sam Darnold goes and beats Joe Burrow, Everyone has a really tough decision to make and it's going to get very cold in that quarterback room because both guys will think the job is theirs and there's only one spot. So where am I going with this folks? I'll be very, very simple as a doctor. I like to keep things surgical and efficient. This is who you should pick up this week in play. I hope to God that you saw the news that Brock Purdy's in concussion protocol and that Sam Darnold will likely be the starter. I really hope you also was proactive. You can't say also was. I hope you were very proactive and very alert enough to go and pick up Sam Darnold off the waivers because nobody had him. You did not have Sam Darnold. If you had Sam Darnold on your team already, you're a sociopath, and I respect that. Wow, you must have been plotting something dark. Sam Darnold was available in pretty much every league. I hope you got him. Hope you took the opportunity to pick him up. He was not a yellow uh, claim. It was a green ad for sure. He's a very quick ad. Play Sam Darnold this weekend. Play him. Do it. The Bengals defense is whatever. They had a couple of great 
sack nights earlier in the year. I don't think they're that much of a threat defensively. You bet that the Niners are hungry to win. You bet that Shanahan wants to win. They're not going to be conservative. They're going to let this guy go. Play Sam Darnold. If you picked him up, play him. Like just play him. It's going to be it's going to be one of the best games of the year, I think. Cuz this is this is his life. This is his shot. If he doesn't perform in this game, when else is he going to perform? This is this is the this is the moment. Because if if he poops his pants, it's Brock Purdy's team and they're just going to package Sam Darnold up to the next highest bidder and then he'll just go play the backup rotation, you know, New Orleans or where you know, he'll be gone. This is his actual last shot with an actual chance. So Sam Darnold, if hopefully you picked up Sam Darnold, play him if you got him. Simple as that. That is my doctor's order, my prescription. You cannot overdose on this medication. I swear to you, just take it. Because he's going to have a lot of rushing yards too. He's going to be throwing. He'll probably throw a pick. He usually does. That's okay. Brock Purdy threw two the other night. But he's also probably going to be slinging it. I bet you this game's going to be close. It may come down to the wire. I don't think they win handily over Cincinnati. I think Burrow's going to make everyone sweat. I predict Sam Darnold goes for 240 yards, two touchdowns, 30 yards rushing. I bet you he gets a rushing touchdown too. We'll, uh, we'll make it bootleg action. Put that in writing. Hit the airwaves. That's my call. Okay, here are the other plays of the week that I really like. Um, as we all saw, the Vikings dissected the Niners. A lot of that could have been our defensive coordinator just, I guess, experimenting with different strategy. And obviously there were some big plays that just literally made my teeth fall out of my mouth. But uh, one surprise in that offense is Cam Akers may emerge as one of the best running backs on that team. Uh, I think people are slowly losing faith in Alexander Madison. I think Madison had a good good stint a couple years ago, sort of like the third down passing back when uh, whenever Dalvin Cook would get hurt. I would say whenever because he got hurt like once a day felt like, but I think that the the running back jobs open there and Cam Akers could effectively take that job. So keep your eye on him, grab him and pick him up. He could be a player. You know, the Vikings are not out of it, right? They, they're slowly back in the mix. They're the, the games they've lost are unfortunate and it's such low, you know, such low, low deficits. They've only lost by like, you know, like six, or seven points in some of these games, very close games. Um, they're three and four. Like it's the Lions, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Packers are below. I think the Packers are ahead of the Bears, but the, I look at the Bears and the Packers very similar. They looked great in the offseason. They looked promising. They're both crap. And the, the Vikings are definitely playing for something. And there was news in, up in the air that Kirk Cousins maybe going to leave, get traded to the Jets and whatever. No, no, no. He's, he's going to stick the season out. He's a simple dude. Minnesota's perfect for him. They're going to be firing at all cylinders. Cam Akers could be a great player. Pick him up. I don't know about playing him, but pick him up. Okay, Juwan Jennings of the 49ers. This is an interesting call. Definitely pick him up. He's obviously going to be available unless in like a very deep league, he may be gone. Um, I don't want to say play him, but but if you are in a pinch, play him. Because I don't know what's going on with Debo. It could be that Debo sits this week out and then you know has a good three weeks with the bye week. Uh, I, I don't know who... Arnold's favorite receiver is, but it's a good bet that 
Juwan Jennings may be one of his favorite targets that week. I mean, there's only a couple guys to throw to. And he's not like a cowardly quarterback where he's going to rely on the check down like Derek Carr. Uh, Darnold can huck it. So Ayuk's probably going to get a couple of long balls. But in the instance that Darnold's got a good thing going with Jennings, you might as well capitalize on that. I don't know if he does. I don't know if they're buddies in the film room, but I'd pick him up. I would not play him unless you have to in a deeper league. Experiment, play him, give it a shot. And lastly, Gerald Everett. I've been saying this guy's great for weeks. Uh, it's a miracle that people still leave him on the waivers. I, in most leagues I play in, I, I, I see him on the waivers. I have good tight ends. I finally picked him up. I took my own medicine. I didn't need to because I already had a good tight ends, but I finally got him. Um, this guy's probably the number three guy on the Chargers. And as I said, the Chargers are always down. They're always throwing because they suck. Their coach needs to be diagnosed for every single possible medical condition possible uh, or just fire him. Uh, the, the defensive-minded coach that can't coach a defense, that's an interesting strategy. I can't wait to see what happens to them. Um, until then, they're going to be fighting from behind every single week. Why not throw the big athletic tight end, right? He's questionable this week, but he'll he'll be good for Sunday night against the Bears. Pick him up, play him. What have you to lose? Tight ends are so hard to find in this league. I feel like it's the same problem every year. There's four good tight ends. It's Kelsey. It's Mark Andrews. It's Evan Ingram. It's maybe Kittle, depending on the week. Dallas Goddard, Dalton Schultz. That's it. So four and a half, five. If you don't have any one of those guys, you are by no means married to anybody. Gerald Everett would be a great pickup. Okay. Let's go to my power rankings. Um, this was a little harder to write because my Niners are no longer the one spot that belongs to the chiefs. I think you just, it's kind of like destiny has arrived. They're kind of like Thanos sooner or later. They're always going to be back near, near the top. Um, they're starting to hit their stride. It certainly doesn't help that the NFL and Taylor Swift have become one. And so <laughs> she's sort of powered Travis Kelsey beyond anyone's wildest dreams. The stat line comparing his games with and without her in attendance. Are you kidding me? He's like doubling his stats in every category. So big red Andy Reed says she's welcome anytime. That's a problem for the rest of the league because you know that whenever she's there, the NFL has an inclination to protect big reds boys uh, because God forbid if the Swifties favorite team now loses, there's going to be war. And nobody wants a war with the Swifties because you'll lose because they're crazy. Um, they're number one also because Patrick Mahomes is, is is turning into God mode. He had 330 yards and a half last week. Granted, it was against the Chargers, and I kind of predicted that would happen. But still, that's you have to give the man his flowers. He's doing it with Kelsey and a bunch of schmucks too. Seriously. This is like one of the most lackluster receiving cores I've ever seen. And he's doing his Michael Jordan-esque things. It doesn't matter. And their defense is great now, too, by the way. All right, number two, Eagles. You know, that one loss against the Jets doesn't feel so um, hurtful anymore. I look at the Jets as, as somewhat of a pretty competitive team, and it's starting to feel a little distant, especially how they wax the Dolphins. Dolphins may not be very good. They've only beaten up on the shitty teams. They have yet to beat a really good team handily. So, you know, maybe the Eagles record themselves isn't that great, but 
while we're here, they're number two. Until they get embarrassed by someone, they're going to remain number two. I think that's only fair. 49ers are at three. I can't see this team. I mean, really, I don't see this team out of the top three. They are a contender to win the Super Bowl. The, the, the losses that they've had, they should have beat the Browns. Moody missed the kick. I'm not going to blame it on Moody, but you move that ball two yards to the left. It's their six and one team. And if they didn't get in their own way multiple times, they're seven and oh, right? And it's very hard to win in this league. Let's not forget that they start a year just waxing teams on the road, killing Dallas on Sunday Night Football. The Niners are really good. So everyone pump the brakes. Purdy's not shitty. That team is great. Relax. All right. They're number three. Jags are four, though. Really like this Jaguars team. Their defense is legit. Lawrence is sort of widening the gap between him and Purdy. I know that there was a close debate at the beginning of the year. I don't think you can really have a debate anymore. I think Lawrence is really good, and Peterson's great. The legacy, the experience, the Super Bowl winning coach helming that offense, it's legit. They're creative, and they're scary. Uh, I think they could beat the Chiefs in the AFC. I think they could beat most teams, including the number five seed, the Ravens. I think the Jags are higher than the Ravens because if they're to play each other, it'd probably be in Jacksonville, and I bet you Jacksonville wins that game. They're sort of getting hot maybe too early, the Jags are, and the Ravens might be getting hot at the right time. I bet you the Ravens go on a little bit of a streak here. Harbaugh's no rookie to, well, anything regarding football. He's he's a great coach, and Lamar's very accurate as of late, and he's been killing it, and now he's got the run game going, and their defense is coming alive just beat the hell out of the Lions for number six. Uh, the Lions are still good, but the Lions, I guess their Lynn Sandy run is is over. Um, it's not back to reality because they're still a really good team, but they're not, I guess they're not as perfect as Dan Campbell sees them as, but I guess you want that in your coach. They're number six because the Ravens are a good team and they got waxed at Ravens, but the Lions, you know, they still beat up on good teams. And I, th- I think they can, Make a good run here. Uh, Dolphins are seven. And they're lucky to be at seven. They, Like I said, they've yet to beat an actually good team. Um, you know, Tua, Tua may be exposed a little bit. You know, when you can't throw a deep ball all the time to Tyreek Hill, and I know he had a good touchdown score, but, but, but sometimes, you, sometimes a good cover three works. Okay, sometimes you put a couple gentlemen in the area so Tyree can't go deep. It works. You force Tua to make a million different little throws. He can't do that all the time. And again, if he falls and breaks his neck, he's obviously done. So that's something. They're at seven. Bills eight. This was a huge game. It was much of a bounce back game. You had to go to New England and take care of business after you almost lost to the Giants at home, being like two touchdown favorites. And you lost to Mac Jones. Granted, Bill Belichick is still trying to win games. I don't know why. I don't know what his plans are. I don't know what he's plotting in that sweaty man cave of his in Foxborough, but whatever. You lost, and you're seemingly seemingly more mediocre than you were last week. So you're eight. You're lucky to be in top ten. You're only there via legacy. And Josh Allen <laughs> saw a great tweet. Josh Allen is elite. Why? Why do we call him elite? Is it because he had one really exciting overtime loss to Patrick Mahomes? That was the tweet. And it feels so true. What has he done? What has he really, what has he done? 
I mean, he's been really entertaining at times. He's made some amazing throws, but is he really, is he really elite? I don't know. I think he made some very elite plays every now and again, but I don't know if he's elite. I don't know if he's the second best quarterback. Like we always assume he is. I don't know if it's always Mahomes, Allen. I don't know. I think I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think I'd rather have T-Law. I was about to say Jennifer Lawrence. She's great too. Uh, Moving on to number nine, Steelers. That defense is something, and when their offense can come alive, that's a good team. Uh, Just went up and beat up on the Rams in L.A. Obviously, SoFi isn't much of a, well, scary place to play, but the feat of going on the road and beating up on a team that should have beat you, that's interesting. Browns 10. That defense is scary. Um, the Steelers are higher than the Browns because I always feel like those AFC North battles are absolutely coin flips. It's just gritty, sweaty, yucky football. Um, I, I I don't know if either team can win a Super Bowl, but I do know that they are right there at the bottom of the top 10, neck and neck, in the very coin flip fashion. Browns have a legit defense. I honestly think they're better without Deshaun Watson personally because something may be wrong with him clinically. Obviously, mentally, he's a little uh, aggressive, but uh, he makes some stupid-ass decisions, stuff that should have been cleaned up in college, and it seems like they're sort of coming back into the limelight, and I'm not so sure if he's worth every penny they signed him for. Yeah, that's not a real hot take either. He's not. Uh, PJ Walker seems to be doing just fine. I think Stefanski is a wonderful coach and that defense is making crazy clutch plays. Miles Garrett could be the walk away uh, DPOY. Um, it may not even be close either. I mean, the, the impact he had in that game alone won it. Um, okay, let's move on to my favorite segment of the week. And, and in the fashion of it, the, here we go. It's time for Tank for Caleb? Question mark. Is he the right guy to tank for? All right, music's off. Yeah, question mark. Um, At the beginning of the year, it was a a surefire lock, and he was obviously going to win the Heisman. He was killing the stats and maybe win a national championship. What the hell happened? A lot has changed since then. And honestly, he's no longer a shoe-in for Heisman. He's probably still the number one pick, but he's made some crazy comments in the past couple weeks where wherever he goes, he not only is specific about, oh, I may just stay for another year, he wants ownership. The rookie wants a slice in wherever he's going to go. That's fucking crazy. Are you insane? You can't ask for that. You're going to get your head shaved in the locker room for training camp and rookie pledge. You're not getting part of the team. Patrick Mahomes is going to have an entire career slowly working, climbing up the steps before he can own a team. That's Patrick fucking Mahomes. You haven't done jack shit. You want a Heisman. That's cool. You know who else want a Heisman? Johnny Manziel. He's doing great now, isn't he? That's a shot he didn't need. But you get my point. Listen. He's still going to go number one, and it's still the tank race is the finish line is Caleb, but it's um, I I don't know if you're getting uh, an absolute game changer anymore. He, I shouldn't say that because he's still really good, but 
I need to see a lot more and more. I need to see more maturity and I need to see more um, like surefire. This guy will change your offense because you put him with a bad O line and a shitty defense. It's just USC and the pros. Not that tough of a team to beat. So who's winning the tank race right now? It's probably honestly Arizona. I mean, Carolina's not going to tank for Caleb. They, they have Bryce Young, who's looking better and better each and every week. Um, he's had a bye, but he, he had 217 yards. He had a touchdown, and, you know, he, he's he's looking more and more competent. It's going to take time with him. They may have really screwed that draft up, though. You know, he probably, probably passed on, honestly, two better players than him being – uh, C.J. Stroud, who I think is incredible, and Anthony Richardson, who is probably the prototype of the future, although he's hurt. But I think I like both those guys more than Bryce Young. Bryce Young just seems so fucking small. They're so, like, flimsy. Um, I think Arizona is likely the the leader in that in the, in the shit horse race. Um, I don't know what Chicago's plans are, you know, as far as what they're going to do with Justin Fields, but they're probably second. The Giants still look like they're competitive. They're fighting. They're playing the Jets this week, so I think they're probably right there with the Bears. Um, New England won. Matt Jones is obviously not trying to get replaced. Tennessee is near there. They could they could sneak in there. Tennessee could sneak in there. Wow. I don't think that was on Caleb's preferred list. I don't know if Mike Rabel and Caleb Williams would exactly gel. Seem like two very different cats. Um, Denver looks like horseshit. Yeah, it's probably Arizona is probably winning the race, and then there's like three or four teams question mark, which would suck because if you don't get Caleb Williams, what do you do? Are you just shitty? <laughs> I don't know what you do, but it looks like Arizona's winning. I'm gonna fade the imagery on the Caleb Williams graphic because he's not as um. Well, he's not as decorated as he was when I first made the graphic because he's looking a little flawed. Okay, that just about does it for Dr. PPR this week. Um, I got to run. I got to do some other things. You know, uh, what's that? Oh, my assistant Margaret said I got a, a live horse. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's worse than I thought. All right. Um, thank you so much for listening to Dr. PPR. Remember, folks, get plenty of rest, eat your vegetables, and always trust your doctor. I got to go. Duty calls. Ciao.